Sakina, uh, that remains to be seen. Our engineers were on site uh, at the site of the collapse at the Medjuba power station on Saturday afternoon, and we're already at work uh, establishing uh, you know, exactly what has happened going, going to the rubble. But, of course, it will be uh, an extensive exercise. Uh, a lot of uh, work needs to be done for the investigation before we can, we can actually establish the, the ultimate cause. We, we're very keen to get to the, to the cause quickly, knowing that there are another two silos at that power station which uh, are very similar uh, design that uh, could possibly be at risk as well. So we've taken measures to protect those silos. They're not filled with coal. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, we must get to the bottom of it as soon as possible. And, of course, uh, even more important, put in place a workaround plan to get coal into the power station in the interim. Now, if those two uh, silos that are existing, as you say, if you're inspecting those at the moment, um, will that, this not continue to exacerbate the problem of not having the coal on site as necessary right now? It could have, but we've we put up in place a strategy to avoid filling those silos with coal. So each of the silos would contain about 10,000 tonnes of coal and would be feeding certain parts of the, of the power station. What we've done is we have simply taken the coal uh, out of those silos and we're feeding those parts of the power station by truck. So we, we, we basically trucking coal around those silos instead of storing coal in those silos. And without the coal in those silos, the pressure uh, from within, caused from within the silo, outward pressure caused by the coal is, is not there. So structurally, the, the other two silos are under no pressure at the moment, so we're confident that they won't collapse. But of course, uh, you know, we, we do need to do inspections on them to determine whether the same fault that occurred on, on the collapsing one has uh, made its way to the other two. And the reports indicate that the silo actually cracked. Now, why was this not foreseen? Silos built at power stations are, are really built uh, to last. Uh, they, you know, it's, it's extremely unusual that a, that a silo collapses. So, but nevertheless, we do uh, structural uh, tests at, at all of our infrastructure from time to time. And the last uh, time that an inspection was done on this silo was uh, last year, in fact. And at that time, the, the, uh, the silo was, was found to be in good order. So this is a, a really a, a question that we would like to get answered as soon as possible as well. As you know, how is it that a silo which shouldn't fail, failed? And secondly, having actually been inspected uh, so recently, how did that happen? It's also um, perhaps important to mention this. This is uh, the, uh, uh, the newest of our power stations currently in order. It is about 13 years old. And uh, really, uh, 13 years into a power station's life, or a silo's life, and specifically, you know, really should not have failed. So a lot of questions to be asked, and, and uh, once we've got answers, we'll, we'll certainly take the necessary action. Does this mean that uh, you'll also be carrying out inspections now at other power stations just to make sure that a similar thing doesn't happen there? We, we undertake inspections on an ongoing basis of, of infrastructure. Our structural engineers do that. Uh, of course, uh, the question is how did uh, uh, we not pick up uh, mm-hmm. this? And now, the, the one uh, met, uh, method which uh, we use is to, to is to provide external inspection, so we don't actually get into the silo, which are, which are in operation to inspect it from the inside. Now, that is perhaps something that we need to look at because uh, it, it's, it's a possibility that corrosion started happening from within the silo. And that may not have been uh, apparent from the outside. So these are the types of uh, changes to our test methodology which we may need to put in place. But we certainly will to make sure that there's no recurrence at any other power station. Andrew, were there any injuries reported due, the, due to the collapse of the silo? 
Fortunately, no injuries. Uh, it started with a crack, and once the crack appeared, all teams were evacuated, and I think within an hour of the crack appearing, uh, the silo had collapsed. So fortunately, we had time to evacuate everyone, because uh, certainly there would have been you know, multiple fatalities had, uh, had it all happened at once. So again, uh, you know, I think we uh, were able to uh, at least get some, a silver lining out of the dark cloud on this one. And uh, just looking at the overall effect of uh, this incident, which provinces will be affected and how long can we expect um, the reported ro- uh, blackouts to continue for? Fortunately, uh, overnight we've managed to get uh, two of the units uh, at the power station going again. So at this stage, no load shedding is planned uh, through the day. So that is that is the, the good news. Of course, uh, if we do need to resort to load shedding, then it would be, again, according to our load shedding schedule on our website at eskom.co.za. And that is a national load shedding schedule. So it would affect different uh, provinces and different suburbs at different times in order to give everybody, uh, you know, to, to um, uh, you know, a, a equal treatment. Um, but at this stage, glad to say that uh, that overnight we've got uh, mobile uh, coal conveyors in place, uh, trucks are bringing coal to those conveyors and we're loading up the power station at this stage quite well. So to the units uh, up running, it's better than we'd expected. So at this stage, uh, it's, it's looking, we're cautiously optimistic that uh, we'll be you know, able to avoid load shedding. And what about neighboring countries, neighboring states that are supplied by ESCOM? Will they also be affected by this? Oh, certainly. When we, you know, before we load shed, we, we discontinue our supplies uh, across the border. So that's we supply only when we have power available, and certainly, uh, in fact, last week as well, uh, uh, we were under a lot of pressure, and of course, they gave warnings of possible load shedding at that time. Under those circumstances, we also discontinued supplies to our neighbours. So, so th- that would prevail for as long as we're uh, vulnerable, and then, you know, once uh, the power system is stabilised, we would resume uh, supplies and exports to our neighbours. Under times like this, our neighbours actually support us. Power actually flows uh, into the country. So, you know, it's important that we help each other out. It's ultimately to everybody's benefit, including ours. And uh, finally, Andrew, where can residents find out more about uh, the load shedding schedules? If we are to go for load shedding, once again, we'll follow the schedules on our website, which is which are available at load shedding. That's one word, loadshedding.eskom.co.za and also available through our call centre, which is 08600 375